Welcome to this week's Meshachach Mashir. Um, it will be a little shorter than usual, I expect. Um, but uh, I needed to keep the continuity going, so here it is. So it says in in uh, Parshas Teruma, this week's Parsha, Shemos Perak Chavhei Pasuk Tesvav. In the rings of the Aron, Yehu Habadim, the poles will be or must be. Lo Yasuru Mimenu, do not remove them from it. So this verse obligates that um, that the poles of the Aron stay in the Aron, uh, even you know even when you're not carrying it. You're not allowed to remove the poles that are used for the Aron. Um, so the Meshachachma writes, Va'amruzal, and our sages of blessed memory said. So I looked up the Gemara. The Gemara is in Avodazara, Ayn Zayimun Amud Aleph, and it says, Va'amar Rabbi Lazar, Hameziach Choshen Me'alham Ephod, somebody who removes the Choshen from on top of the Ephod, Va'amesir Badehad Aron, or who removes the staffs, the, the poles of the Aron. Loke, he gets lashes. Shenemar, as it says, um, it's not this week's parsha, but it says, Lo Yizach, do not remove. And in this week's parsha, in the puzzle we're looking at, Velo Yasuru, do not remove the poles. So, but in contrast to these two mitzvos, these two items, by the mitzvah, it says, Vuva Espadov Batabaos. Um, you put the 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 staffs, the, the poles in the rings. And the staffs will be on the two sides of the mezbeach. When you carry it. Similarly by the shulchan. And also similarly by the mezbeach hazahav, but that's not mentioned here. But that's not true, the aron. The, sta- the poles are, I- are always in the Aron. Hello, Devarhu. In fact, there's actually something even stranger about this, which the Meshech Chachman does not mention. It's a very odd mitzvah that you cannot remove the poles from the Aron because it's not even physically possible. The poles of the Aron um, had, were wider, there's <clears throat> whether the handles were wider or the middle was wider, but they couldn't actually be pulled out of the rings anyway. But in any case, even though it's physically impossible, <coughs> it's a prohibition to remove the uh, the poles from the arrow. So, unlike what we find by the by the mizbeach uh, and the shulchan, v'nir al pi medrash Aron Romes Rumas Lekesar Torah. The Aron is a symbol, is a is a reminder of the crown of Torah. Shehumunach Lekol Arotze Likach, which anyone who wants can take the crown of Torah. What he's referring to here is that there are three implements in the Mishkan that have crowns on them. There is the Shulchan with the table, with the showbread on it, the <coughs> Mizbeach, uh, 
the Mizbeach in the Aron. The Mizbeach Hazahav in the Aron. So these three items have crowns on them. The, the Gemara says that the Shulchan, that represents the crown of Kuhuna. Because the Shulchan, which provides food, uh, sorry, Malucha, of kingship. Because the Shulchan, which provides food, it corresponds to the king who provides the needs of society. The king runs society and therefore is like the Shulchan, which provides the physical needs by having the food. The Mizbeach represents Kahuna because they're the ones who bring Karbanos. The Aron, though, represents the Talmud Chacham, and that's what he's speaking about here. It's the Keser Torah. And the, the, the Malucha only goes to the House of David, at this point in history, to the Shevet Yehuda, because David wasn't born yet. The, the Kahuna obviously goes to the children of Aron, Aron uh, but Keser Torah can be, is, is left for anybody who wants to grab it. Like Thaddeus the Roman. A Talmud Chacham requires that somebody prepares, somebody supplies his food, that there be some wealthy person who's filling his pocket, somebody like Thaddeus the Roman. What he means is, the, the, the other two crowns go to specific people and come with perks. The Kohen gets the gifts of various uh, parts of the animal. He gets the cheeks and the tongue. The, he gets the, the challah. He gets challah taken from the wolf of dough. He gets meister. He gets truma. Um, well, meister shani. Meister rishon usually goes to a lady, but he can get meister, whatever. So these are gifts that he has. He can support himself. So a person who wants to, there's no obligation to, but a person who wants to be a full-time Kohen, there's something in place where that's actually possible. The king obviously comes with, uh, with wealth, but the person who chooses to be Talmud Chacham, he needs a support system because there's nothing, because he's not part of the caste, he's self-selected, there's no way to guarantee that he's going to receive the money that he needs to support to be supported, therefore the wealthy people um, have to be there to support them. And in that way, his Torah will be um, made permanent. Well, will have uh, will last. This is what Chazal say about the Aron. So on Yuma. It says, Rabbi Yochanan Rami, Rami Yochanan asks, Ksiv, it says in Devarim, Vasisalicha Aron, eight, you should make an Aron of wood, which then gets covered in, in gold. But Vasisalicha Aron, eight. And the verb used, which is very relevant here, is Vasisa, and you, an individual, will make a wooden Aron. Ksiv, and it says in Shemosa, Five psukim before ours about the the poles, the asu aron ateshitim, and you will and vasu is in the plural make ateshitim. Mikan the Talmud Chacham. So from here we see that Talmud Chacham shebnei irog mitzuvin lagasos lo malachto. 
that the Talmud Chacham, the people of his city, are commanded to support him. I do not know what the Ramam does with this Gemara because the Ramam famously says that uh, everybody's supposed to be working and and uh, Talmud Chacham should not be getting money just for being a Talmud Chacham. Um, but that's what he says. So that's what the Gemara, that's what Rabbi Yochanan says. I do not know exactly how to work this out. I did not analyze that point. Just raising the question in case somebody wants to write something in the comments, please. So, um, but what we saw is that Rabbi Yochanan says in the beginning, it is in the singular, and in, sorry, in Devarim it's in the singular, and in, and in Shemos it's in the plural. And what it's saying is that the Talmud Chacham is one person who needs support from the community. See, it's like the wood of the arrow. There's one person doing the learning, and yet it's also the work of the Rambam. And from here, Rabbi Yochanan makes a drasha that, that for every person learning, the community should be supporting them. Um, it is not clear, by the way, I take back what I said. It's not clear that this is actually referring to kolel. Uh, Talmud Chacham could very well be referring to a community kolel that the community is an obligation of supporting uh, those uh, people around who could teach them and paskin for them, and not necessarily that this is an ad for Kolel. Um, since Tel Kolel did not exist in Rav Yochanan's day, um, it's kind of a stretch to say that that's what he's referring to. Ulezebo habadim. So for this, we get the, the staffs, the, the poles. Shalom habadim himachzikin ba. The poles are always in the Aron. They support the hands of the Talmud Chacham. Because he's the box that holds the testimony of God in his Torah. Therefore, the rich people who are the poles holding the Aron up should constantly be holding on to the Aron Abris. They shouldn't leave it. Ukomoshe Fligu Razal Biushami Peragzayan Sota Lolamad Vlolimade. He didn't learn, he didn't teach. Again, so you see that the presumption is that Talmud Chacham is learning in order to teach, which the Yushami says is the definition of Tarlishma. Lo Shamar Vlo Asa, he didn't keep, he didn't do. Remember, Shamar implies um, prohibitions. So he didn't do the prohibitions, he didn't, he didn't avoid the prohibitions, he didn't do the mitzvos that are positive obligations. Lohaisa biyado lahaspik, and he didn't have enough. Therefore, you have the the badim who are permanently in it. So the first explanation that the Meshech Chochma gives is that the reason why you never remove the poles from the Aron is because the community should never so stop supporting its teachers and those who learn and use the and provide them with Torah in various ways. Valdas Hamusko. Now he gives a different explanation, which he says is uh, the enlightened view. It's well known, the opinion of the Rambam, that he obligates that the, that the lamps of the menorah have to be lit both at night and during the day. This, according to him, is part of Hatavas Haneros, preparing the candles. Vishitaso Muskelet, and his um, Shita is enlightening, Kamosha Amruzal, like Chazal say, Masivar Shishas. 
He should set it up in front of the Aron Haedos. Does God actually require light? And this is, I think, why the, the Meshachachma says that it's an enlightened view because Rasheshes deduces from arranging the menorah that it means it should be lit. And the Ramam is basing his view that it needs to be lit during the day from saying that part of Hatavas Haneros, preparing the Neros, is that they are lit during the day. For 40 years, we walked around in the desert by his light, by the pillar of light at night, pillar of fire at night. So why would Hashem have a mitzvah to provide a menorah in the, in the Mishkan? Rather, it is testimony for everybody who enters the world that the Shechina rests in Israel, among the Jews. Laharos, and to show, ki hu ain't sarich laha'ir, to show that he doesn't need the light, rak shazeh hok that some religious law, hutzrach lahadlik ampayom, that is why it's lit also during the day, because that shows that it's not functional. The light is there even during the day when you wouldn't need a, a, a lamp. Kamosha hahadlaka biyom, just like the lighting during the day is not to give light to the Mishkan, also the lighting at night is not to give light to the Mishkan. Because they're all one thing. So now he uses the same idea for the Aron. The Aron famously in Sota, it said two different ways in Sota. Um, uh, that the Aron carries those who carry it. So when you pick up the Aron, the Aron would actually, the person holding the Aron, his feet wouldn't touch the floor and they'd sort of glide along, or at least that's what the Medrash says. Um, we could say whether the Medrash is Mashal, Nimshal, but that's what the Medrash says. The Aron carries those who carry it. Vein habadim lo se so so. So the poles are not to carry the Aron. Shu no seyatatsmo, because it carries itself. Kihum mishkan kavod hanoseholamim, because it is the resting place of the glory of the one who carries the worlds. Lachain tziva, therefore he commanded, ki abadim bal yasuru mimenu, that the poles not be removed from the Aron. Lahoros kmoshe ein inyan labadim be'ezhiyosun munach ba'olmoid, just as the poles are not on the Aron for a functional reason when it's sitting in the Aromoid, similarly, when they put it on their shoulders, it's not something that's needed for the, the Aron at all. Sorry. Um, it's, not, uh, it's not, you know, like, like God needs us. Therefore, we never take out the poles to show that it's not functional. The poles are in even when everybody would know that it's not for the purpose of carrying. Kamosha uh, Neros, just like we said earlier about the Neros, that they're lit during the day, the menorahs lit during the day, Behechal, Dolkim Tamid, are also lit all the time so that you know that it's not functional. Now, I find interesting about this is what the Meshach Chochmah does not say. 
because he could have said that these two um, that these two explanations are linked, right? He could have said that the reason why we don't remove the the poles is because it's not really functional, and therefore, when you support the Talmud Chacham, it's not really functional. Hashem would support the Talmud Chacham some way or another without you, and therefore, it's you know. And make it all one one Vartora. He keeps the two different Torahs separate. I think it's very um, important to realize that he is not implying that he makes he almost makes a point of not saying um, that um, that the Talmud Chacham's needs are met whether we try or not. The the attitude of a um, having bitachon. That uh, that you know, of course he's on the He's going to have his needs met. Um, is not is not a lesson he's taking from this. Uh, I'm reminded of something that I once learned. I heard it in the name of the Chavetz Chaim. I also heard it in the name of the Alta Slabadka. Who knows who really said it? I'm sure Hasidim say it in uh, in the name of uh, the Rebbe Reb Zusha because any. Thing that Musser is put in the mouths of random Musser figures, Chatzidim put in the name of the Rebbe Rezusha. So, but back to what what it was I saw. So he said that every midah that a person has could be used constructively. So he was asked, um, okay, so krumkite, warped thought. How do you, how could a person use warped thinking constructively? So this Rav says. Well, let's say you see somebody doing something and you're, it, he really looks guilty. You could still be down on Kavzchus because if you have, you know, creatively warped thinking, you can figure out some way by which he's not really guilty. And um, so he went on with various mitos. The, la- the last mito in the story is Apicursus. Heresy. What is the constructive use of the skills that go into heresy? So he said it's very simple. When it comes to my own needs, I have to be balbitachon and trust that, you know, I do my part, God will do his part, and together I'll get exactly what I'm supposed to be getting and everything's according to his plan. But when it comes to somebody else's needs, I should be an apikaris. I shouldn't say, ah, I don't have to give to that, that poor person. If he's really needy and he deserves the money, he'll get the money either way. No, then you're supposed to be apikaris when it comes to somebody else's cheshman. So it was very clever. And it also um, fits what I was just saying now, that the it's, it's, it has to be kept two separate divrei Torah. The idea that people are constantly supporting the Talmud Chacham and that's why he urges the constancy that it never be removed. That you're always supporting the Talmud Chacham because when it comes to my support of the Talmud Chacham, I should be an Amikorius and not assume God's going to take care of it. Second of our Torah, just because I'm recapping, second of our Torah is the Muskal from the words of the Rambam that the reason why you never remove the poles is to learn that the Aron carries itself and the poles are not there for function, they're there for some lesson. And now we could discuss what the some lesson is. But how do we know this? Because just as the menorah is lit during the day, 
to show that it, it's not because Hashem needs a light at night. It's just always lit. Similarly, the poles are in the Aron when it's not being carried to show that even when it's being carried, you don't really need the poles. Um, I hope this was interesting. I, uh, um, I guess I apologize for the length, but, uh, you know, things just work out the way they work out. Um, enjoy the rest of the week. Have a great Shabbos.